Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we'll get the story of how Leslie Bailey started Indie Maven, a lifestyle media company for women in central Indiana. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, leading local living. Leslie Bailey, CEO and co-founder of Indie Maven. Thank you so much for joining me today on Local Matters. Thanks for having me. It's so good to see you. How was your birthday? My birthday was great. Yeah. It was a very special day. And a very snowy day. It was a very snowy day, yes. And it was cozy, and I got to hang out with my family. I got a lot of good news yesterday, Mm -hmm. so it it was a good day. Good. We'll talk about some of that good news. Share with us. So I found out I uh, was nominated um, for the Tech Point Mira Awards in the Rising Entrepreneur category. Incredible. So I got that news yesterday. Thank you. And then I also uh, got the news that I made Forbes's, the Forbes, Forbes's, Forbes's. <laughs> the, the Forbes Next 1000 list. So essentially they um, got a thousand, selected a thousand entrepreneurs um, through eight regions of the United States, and um, I was selected. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's all because of your media company? That yeah. You started? Yes. All right, for those that aren't familiar with Indie Maven, tell us about it. What is it? Indie Maven is a lifestyle, as you said earlier, media company for women in central Indiana. So, what does that mean? Um, primarily two things we create content and we create community. So we do that through a website, um, which has lots of great stories about amazing women doing things in our community, businesses. Um, a, a weekly newsletter comes out every Thursday called Uncovered. And then we also, well, pre-COVID did a lot of events, in-person events, but now we're doing a lot of virtual. We have a, a big one coming up in April, which will be our first large-scale um, virtual conference. We have that coming up. Um, we have a membership program as well, too. So we have TV stations, we have radio stations, we have magazines, we have all kinds of things. What made you want to step into this space and do something on your own? You know, it's fascinating. On the way here, I was listening to um, a new podcast called Under the Influence by Joe Piazza. Mm-hmm. You heard of this? I haven't. So she essentially is diving into the world of mommy influencers um, and I was listening to the second episode and they were talking, she was like, let's get to the history of, of influencing, right? Like what is influencing specifically in the women's space and how, when, when did women start influencing women? And essentially she started in saying the, the biggest marker in time was Vogue, right? Like the mm-hmm. 19th century, the launch of Good Housekeeping, Vogue and all of these women's magazines. Um, of course, up till today, right now we have Instagram influencers. Mm-hmm. My background was journalism, so I was a columnist at the Indianapolis Star. Um, I was lifestyle editor at Indianapolis Monthly Magazine. I've been a freelance writer and editor for many years um, here in Indy, and I had just um, celebrated my son's first birthday, my oldest son's first birthday, and it was kind of at a point where I was like, you know, sort of done. I was just kind of done with the freelancing thing. Like it just felt too scattered and I wanted a little bit like a deeper sense of purpose and Mm -hmm. kind of something to create more impact. And um, so I got together with my former boss at the Indianapolis Star, Amanda Kingsbury, um, who is now at the Arts Council. 
And we started like spitballing some ideas of things that we had thought about doing for years, um, but finally said, okay, let's sit down and figure out how we can bring this to fruition. Um, we brought another local woman, Crystal Grave, into the conversation, and she helped us basically figure out how to take all of these ideas that we had had or I had had and put them under one umbrella, which is what became Indie Maven. So, so what was missing? In the, in the community, like for yeah. me, in the community? Yeah, in the space. Um, well, I think there are a couple of things, right? So we jumped ahead to this this world of influence and these like, and we have bloggers and we have influencers, right? And stuff coming at us every day on Instagram. But it's also hard to know like what what's real? What are you actually loving? And what are you just telling me that you're loving? Because you're trying to sell me your tie-dye sweatshirt, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I was trying, trying to figure out what I want to do, much as actually this podcast host was saying, she's like, well, I come from journalism. I come from the women's like media space. Maybe I should become an influencer and let me figure out what, like, is that the next step in the progression of like media, specifically journalism? But the problem is, is like, we don't have ethics, right? It's not controlled in the way that like, say the newspaper is, mm-hmm. right? We d- or the magazines, we don't have fact checkers. We yeah, don't those have, checks and balances yeah, aren't there. Yeah, we just have to trust that the people on our Instagram stories are telling us the truth. And we've learned over time that they're not always telling the truth. Exactly. So uh, that to me was the gap. And then also locally in our market, you know, we're a city that is dominated by sports and tech, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that we don't have other things, but if we're just looking big picture, like what are we known for? And a lot of times, that's male dominated. I mean, not a lot. Let's not. Let's be honest. We it's can all just the time. be honest. It's it's male, male dominated. dominated, and that's that that that's reality, and that's okay. But so when you're a media outlet trying to say, okay, but we know that women are controlling the spending and we know that women are holding the influence among their friends and their households and their communities. So where are the products for women? Where are the products that are made to cater to women? Did you have the same frustration I did where mostly had male bosses, mostly them telling me what they wanted me to want, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, no, like I'm in my 30s. I'm married. I have a kid. Like I am your target demo and you've never asked me what I want or what I'm interested in. Right. You're just trying to fit this radio station into this box that you think we want or right. something. We I had the experience what I where it took a while for I would say people to ask me if I had thoughts on that or what I would want or, or, you know, and then, but, and they didn't so much tell me as it was that they would ask, but then their actions wouldn't reflect what we were telling them. Mm -hmm. Right. And like even too, but what research was telling them. Right. So we have marketing research that says these things. So then you have someone from that demographic saying, this is what I want. This is what you should do. And then other people chiming in and supporting that. So you have like, the individual's telling you, you have the research telling you, but then you're turning around and focusing your, your, frankly, your money and your mm-hmm. efforts on other things that aren't serving that mission. So that just didn't, that just didn't add up to me. So I thought, okay, well, what if we figure out what it is that, that women want, right? And then we actually create something that is of service. So weird. And we'll see what happens. You know, it's one of those ideas where it's like you walk into the room and you're either the smartest person because nobody's doing it, or you're the dumbest person because nobody's doing it, yeah. right? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of stumble into that. We're like, this makes so much sense. Why isn't someone else doing it? Yeah. And I'm- it kind of sets it up because you were the one that was supposed to be doing it. You 
saw the gap, you have the experience, you've launched an incredible lifestyle, just, I mean, I, it's an online magazine basically mm-hmm. is, is what it is. Um, but it's so community-based yeah. as well. And Leslie, what did you want to be when you grew up? Is this what you saw yourself being? No, I was. I, I the more and more I talk about this, as the, and the older I get, I realize I was very directionless, <laughs> like, and probably up until like four years ago, like I just I never I was so envious of people who were like, oh yeah, I just want to be a doctor and that's it, and then there's that track and it's very obvious, and this is what you go do, and I was like, man, I, w- I wish I wanted that, but uh, you know, so it was like flavor of the week, right? A mm-hmm. marine biologist, like veterinarian a lot of of animal related things Mm -hmm. but then I turns out oh that requires like math and science and you know something that as a young girl stem studies wasn't exactly something back in the 90s people were focusing we weren't encouraged in that yeah and but I did always like I liked fashion designing and I liked writing um I liked lifestyle stuff like maybe you know I, I didn't know the problem was there was nothing to there was no example for me at the time really Mm -hmm. so but I did I was always very intrigued by my mom watched Oprah every day you know and then I started seeing Martha Stewart my mom watched a ton of cooking so Julia Child watched Mm -hmm. her show so I realized I was always very intrigued by storytelling from women in many many forms Mm -hmm. right Um, but it wasn't until you know my 20s where I was like oh okay that's these are the jobs. So, like, identi- it would have been so helpful, you know, if somebody could have identified earlier when I was younger, like, oh, you're interested in writing or fashion or you- lifestyle. Like, these are the, the careers that you could have. But because they're not the kind of mainstream careers, I had to figure that out myself. Where did you grow up? Um, just north of Detroit in a town called Clarkston. Okay. So I'm guessing it wasn't really, like, the fashion Subcapital of the world or anything. I mean, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's the suburbs of Detroit. Like, it's the Midwest. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, um, I'm trying to think, like, what? It's like, what were the influences? What were people doing around there? Uh, well, you know, most of the, I would say the majority of people in that area worked at the big five, like the mm-hmm. auto industry. So, um, and I grew up in a family with racing. That's what brought me to Indy. So, that my world was racing. So then it like through racing, I thought, oh, okay, so I could maybe go that route. And like, I was thinking about doing like pit reporting, right? Or, or doing something like, like figuring out how to intertwine my racing background and like my interest in media. Um, but by that point, other things kind of had caught my attention. So your thread that I'm hearing is that you've always wanted to be a storyteller. Yes, without knowing it. Without um, even realizing it. Yeah. So what are some of the jobs you did have? Uh, so my my main job, like my main career prior prior to journalism, I was like career started when I was fourteen. I worked at law firms. I, I did I love that was probably the other thing. Two things: journalism or being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And again, lawyers paperwork. <laughs> I was like that <laughs> sounds like a lot of work. But I started um, at fourteen working in a family friend's law firm. Uh, worked in law firms once I got to Indy. Like that, my whole background was legal. Did some um, business management here for some athletes and um, musicians and things through an uh, intellectual property law firm mm-hmm. and kind of loved that. But again, what didn't exactly want to go to law school. Um, so that was my track before. And then while I was trying to figure out, you know, what was going to be the real thing, like, okay, time to get serious, let's have a career, was when I started blogging, um, which then turned into some freelance writing, which turned into my career. It's incredible. Yeah. It just, I just did a lot of that, like, process of elimination that Mm -hmm. was my 
you know, strategy. Yeah, and that's that's actually a good strategy, right? Because sometimes it's really easy to figure out what you don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, not so easy to figure out what you do want to do. So and if you don't know, then how else are you going to find out? Yeah, especially when you're in a situation where your friends do have it figured out, right? Yeah. And you're kind of the lone wolf, like, well, I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm not going to be a lawyer. I'm not going to be a veterinarian. And then you become a liberal arts major. And you still don't know what you want to be when you grow up after you graduate. Yes, I was a communications major. <laughs> it's very vague. Yes, it's very vague. It is. But it lends itself well to doing lots of things. Yeah. And doing lots of things well, actually. I find communications mm-hmm. majors, um, you know, they're great chameleons, right? They can kind of wind their way into different things, um, a lot of right place at the right time, yeah. right? But um they always seem to be open to opportunities yeah. as well. You know, like they can kind of see kind of that bigger picture because they're not in that straight and narrow lane where I am going to be a doctor and this is what I have to do. Yeah. So I think it opens itself up. And, you know, being able to have that creativity and see those gaps, I mean, that's that's where Indie Maven came from. And when yes. did you launch Indie Maven? October 2019. Okay. So we celebrated our one-year anniversary this past October. Wow. So yeah. you launched right before the world fell apart. <laughs> yeah, I found out I was pregnant the night before our um, like launch party. The launch party mm-hmm. at Cityway. Yep, I found that out. So that was a fun surprise. And then fast forward, um, COVID hits in March. Yeah. I have a baby in June. Coming up, the challenges and successes Leslie Bailey has had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Hi, I'm Lance. And I'm Mel. In the spring of 2012, we were walking around downtown Indianapolis. We were looking for someplace local for dinner. We threw out a restaurant name and Mel asked, Is it local? That simple question became a much bigger conversation and our company, Indiana Originals, was born. Every Indiana Originals member is certified local. That means the business is an Indiana-owned and operated company, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain. When you discover and support a business on our website or on our app, you are keeping more money in Indiana, helping our communities be unique, and creating jobs. If you spent 5% more on goods and services from Indiana, we would have $1.8 billion more for our schools and infrastructure. So when you break it down, that's just $35 per household per week. When you see the Indiana Originals badge, you know you are supporting local Indiana businesses. Download our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains and get your business certified local at indianaoriginals.com. Indiana Originals, leading local living. Hello, listeners of Local Matters. This is McFarling Foods, and you know, 2020 was quite a year. McFarling Foods was there through it all because McFarling Foods is serious about partnership. We are in this together. That's what it's all about. We care about what's best for your business. How can we help? And McFarling Foods is a partner to local, independent restaurants. Because, hey, anyone can sell you food. Wouldn't you rather have a partner? A partner who's invested in this same community. McFarling Foods. We're local. This is our home, too. It's where we live, where we work, and where we raise our families. See, nothing's more important to us than our community and our neighbors right here in central Indiana. Oh, and we are very proud to be an Indiana original. For more about McFarling, go to McFarling.com. That's McFarling.com. We've been chatting with Leslie Bailey, CEO and co-founder of Indie Maven, 
a lifestyle media company for women in central Indiana, started in October of 2019. Leslie, what has been the hardest part about being a business owner? Not knowing how. That's that's the, <laughs> that's hardest, the hardest part. part. I've never done this before. You know, but I but also that's kind of like the thread in my career. I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's like very on track for me. Yeah. Um so I figure it out. I like figuring it out. But I also um, have, it's not just me, right? I have an incredible team that I do this with because I don't know how to do everything. And um, I I am not a person that was ever too proud to ask for help. It just never occurred to me until I launched this business. And I've gotten really good at asking for help. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things at the very beginning that you recognized you were going to need to bring other people in on? Yeah, I mean, I think no matter what kind of business you have, like there are some things that you do not want to mess around trying to DIY, right? Legal being one of them. Mm-hmm. One of the first calls I had was to my lawyer, actually from the law firm that I used to work for, who are now, so now are one of our law firms, um, and accounting, right? So there are, th- there are just certain things you don't want to get wrong. Um, you want to pay your taxes and you don't want to get sued. So like any business, I think that's a great place mm-hmm. to start. Uh, for there, from there, though, as far as like getting more into specifically what Indie Maven is, um, content being the primary driver, like we needed someone that knew content, and it just so happened that um, during that period of time, I had met Abby Gardner, who's our executive editor, and she's had an incredible career, um, majority of, of which were spent at women's magazines. Lots of big names that you would know: Cosmo, Glamour, all the Jane, all the great, even YM. R.I.P. Love that, right? <laughs> so good. Um, she was a beauty editor. Like she's just had this fantastic career. But she had recently moved back to Indianapolis, and she and I collaborated um, editing a cover story for Any Monthly, and got to know each other. And then like somehow mentioned that had this idea, and she came on board. And so with editorial being such an important you know key piece of this business we needed someone who knew their stuff and abby does you know so um that was a huge part of it and then somebody early on was like you know you you seem to go to like a lot of people and you want to hire lots of people and you want to work with lots of people and like you could just do that in-house and then you don't have to pay for it and i was like but here's the thing. I, I don't know how to do it. And I, I can and I can figure it out. You're right. But it's going to take me 20 hours to do something that might take them four. And so, like, I actually believe in this enough that I am, I want to be scrappy about it. But I'm also willing to invest into make, I want to be smarter, not harder. You yeah. know, work smarter, not harder here. And, and so it was... Um, I didn't enjoy sales. I, I, I had one sales job ever, and I was terrible at it. I was selling designer <laughs> jewelry at Neiman Marcus. I was terrible. Oh, awful. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And everyone's like, it's just talking. It's sales. You'd be so good at that. And I'm like, no, here's the thing. Well, in that case, I didn't care about what I was selling. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. I don't mm-hmm. care if you buy this expensive overpriced necklace that's on you like mm-hmm. even though, that's yeah that's how i'm trying to pay my bill right so this hence why i'm not good at sales and that was not good at sales mm-hmm. but i actually care about this product right and so um i did not shy away from it because i this i believe in what i'm selling when it comes to memberships or advertisers or things that help us like that are revenue driving um but i hired a sales sales coach right because i'm like well, i there's got there's there's got to be more to this, right? Like, it's not just, <laughs> here's my offerings. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's an art to it. Again, I don't think it'll ever be 
my zone of genius, as they say, uh, but I've learned a ton. So I think it's just like figuring out who, who are the resources around me? Do I know them? If I don't, I need to meet them. Well, and I think you brought up a really good point too about opportunity cost. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we don't value our time as much as we value that cash coming out of our bank account. When in reality, especially when you're trying to lead the way, you have to get that stuff off your plate so you can do the bigger things. Or you can go out and do sales because you're the one that understands what you're selling. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm married, I got three kids, a house, two cats, a dog, you know, it was caretaking for parents. Like, I don't, I don't have all the time in the world, you know, and as much as this is my hobby, as it is my job, like, mm-hmm. I have to be really smart with my time. What's most rewarding about it for you? The, the community, for sure. I mean, it's the same thing that I loved about when I had my column. And if I wrote about something that really touched somebody, um, like about my mental health, right? I used to write a lot about my anxiety and depression and just getting the emails and the comments back in, like, thank you. I never heard anyone phrase that that way or that helped me today or I needed to hear that, right? That, that was like what I lived for. Um, in my other job and in this it's like seeing women make the connections and like they're collaborating on business projects or they're just like getting to know each other they're supporting each other they're celebrating things together um so seeing that happen and if we can do that once a week connect two women or more like that it's it's it just it sounds so cheesy sometimes but and, and it's also important to know i was not like the girly girl cheerleader type, right? Mm-hmm. This is not like in my DNA, I was not the like homecoming queen that had like a gaggle of girls behind me. And mm-hmm. like that was not me even close. Did you have mostly guy friends? Oh yeah. Especially being yeah, in the I had world. one kind of main good girlfriend and then my friends like from childhood. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, I hung out with the guys for sure. And um, it was not until my 20s that I realized like, oh, there's like power behind female friendships. Yeah, there's a whole new world yeah. out there. Yeah, it was all, all new to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a slow learner, I guess. <laughs> well, that's okay. And thank you. I want to thank you too for giving women permission to give themselves permission for certain things. Mm. Uh, what I refer, what I'm referring to directly is um, you took a night away from home, and you went and stayed at the Conrad by yourself, and you ate chicken fingers out of a to-go box, and you watched Netflix all by yourself in a super comfy bed, oh, and you just had alone time. It was glorious. I can feel like the glory coming <laughs> off of you as you're reminiscing about yeah. that experience. In fact, I'm going to schedule another one soon. But for someone just you know reading that article right you know it's you and i have very similar backgrounds um definitely more in common than we don't Mm -hmm. have in common and not giving ourselves permission to just have alone time i think is a really 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 big issue we put so much pressure on ourselves as the mom to take care of everybody and everything and we forget to take care of ourselves And I think a lot of that empowerment that comes through your articles is reminding the reader, the female, whether you're a mom or you're married or single or whatever, that you're important too. Yeah. And I think that is just super powerful. And, you know, I've read a lot of articles. I read, I love magazines. Mm -hmm. Like I will buy 10 magazines before I buy a new book. And you just don't get that 
from other content. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you. I really do. That's such a nice compliment. Thank you. It's a really, really important reminder that, you know, we can't take care of anybody else until we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah. And it's boundaries too. I'm right. Boundaries are huge. What a weird concept. Let's talk about boundaries. (laughs) I feel like we could do a whole nother podcast just about boundaries. We absolutely could. Uh, We have some content coming up soon on Indie Maven about boundaries for this reason, because so we know that when we hit a topic that we need to dive into in our team meetings because it's the thing everybody dives into and we talk about it for 30 minutes that's when we Mm. go on a tangent we know Mm. we've hit something that we need to cover and boundaries was a big one right it's the saying i need a night away but it doesn't even have to be that extreme right like i also find myself in the mornings like kids are going around we're all trying to get ready and i have to say to my husband daniel who's like he's a huge part of this too right because i have a partner in the truest sense of yeah. the word but i'm like i need a minute like yeah i could bring the baby and put him in his chair and do my makeup but i don't want that mm-hmm. i want i want five minutes mm-hmm. and like i <laughs> i get very serious i get my serious face <laughs> serious tone in my serious face yeah. because that is what i need in that yeah. moment and i'm going to set that boundary and like like you said figure it out mm-hmm. and we can that's the thing we can I think we just sometimes we become codependent without even realizing it. Yes. You know, like on a particular Sunday, I was just not having a good day. And I just went to my husband, Lance, again, partner in all the ways. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to go upstairs in the guest bedroom and I'm going to watch Netflix for an hour by myself with the door closed. And he was just like, okay. Yeah. Turns Enjoy. out it's like not a big deal. Right. right. It's not a big deal <laughs> at all. Sometimes you just have to. To me, it was a really big yeah. deal. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to step away. I'm going to do what I need to do. And his reaction is kind of like, well, why don't you do that more often? Yeah. You know, and yes. so I think a lot of your articles, a lot of your content, you know, kind of reminds us that, hey, we're all in this together. Hey, we need to take care of ourselves. Hey, it might not really be that big of a deal. Yeah, and it's not just part, right, like you said, it can be with your, your job, with your siblings. Like, it's, it, you just, sometimes you have to ask or tell and set boundaries. Yeah, boundaries. We're going to do another episode <laughs> about boundaries. Leslie, what would you tell others that want to start their own business? What do you want them to know? It is so rewarding and it is so exhausting. <laughs> it's both of those things, right? If it came down to one thing, it would... I would say just try it. You just have to try it because you don't know until you try it. And, um, you know, some of the things I was talking about earlier, getting some of these awards and nominations, like I didn't necessarily think I was going to get that. I applied for the Forbes thing. I don't even know when, back like before October on a whim. And I I, I remember even when I was writing, asking for like my friend a recommendation mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm probably not going to get this, but this is such like a stretch, but right and you did and they did yeah so yeah so it's the same thing just with starting i mean you're not gonna know until you start it sounds so obvious right but lots of things sound obvious but they're not yeah i mean you have to start that's the thing you can't i i actually was working with a life coach right before i started any maven and it was like i could have some of my other ideas at that time i was gonna write a cookbook um i was gonna cook Love cooking. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Know that. Um, and I have a whole concept for it. But anyway, um, still can, <laughs> still can, still can, right? But I had, but I had like these five different things. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "It really doesn't matter. You just have to start. That's the thing just that matters, pick right? Just pick something." And, and so I picked the thing where I could take like four of the concepts and put them together. Uh-huh. And then so you know, down the road, maybe I'll write this cookbook. I love it. I want to know when the cookbook comes okay. out. 
I'm excited about this. <laughs> it's going to happen for sure. I hope. <laughs> Why does supporting local and being known as an Indian original matter to you? It's our community. Like, this is ev- like our community is everything. I think, especially in Indianapolis. Um, I've only lived, I lived in California for a little bit. Other than that, Michigan, Michigan and Indiana. But Indianapolis is so special in that way. We're that big little city and we need to stay close. We need to like support each other. And I've seen, right, the power of that from the community that I built, like my little village um, as a mother, as a business owner, you know. And so I've firsthand experienced the power of that and like what that means. And it that's how we all thrive right it's like and if we take care of our own kind of thing like I didn't come from a big family too so that concept like again I was very like kind of loner small groups not a big family not a big like <laughs> not a big team uh-huh. person as right. you might say <laughs> uh air quotes like so again maybe I'm late to this party but man it's so much better when we are just so much better together Leslie, besides IndianOriginals.com and our app, where do we find out more about you and how do we support your business? IndieMaven.com. So we are at IndieMaven on all of the social media channels. Maybe not all, not TikTok yet. Sorry, I can't get I'm not cool enough it. for TikTok. I'm trying. Our new operations assistant <laughs> the other day was like, um, why are we not on TikTok? I'm like, um, because you're 23 and way cooler than me. So... I just got it personally and I lurk on it, but my things are so nerdy. They're like all the like present wrapping hacks and like some animal video. Like my interns and Abby who are also much yeah. cooler, like they all know like the pop culture stuff. My, um, anyway. Yeah, um, We can subscribe for our newsletter. Um, comes out every Thursday morning, 8 a.m. in your inbox, everything you need to know. Join us as a member. Uh, we're running some specials for the month of February too. Um, that we you can share, and also you have perks right through Indiana Originals mm-hmm. too. Um, and but you don't have to join us as a member, right? You could, all the content is always free and accessible to everybody, but that does offer some nice perks. So we have a couple different ways to get involved, and then like I said, big event coming up in April. So yeah, just I mean, join the club. It's really exciting to see how you've grown and progressed, and kept pushing forward through COVID. And I just can't wait to see what comes of all of this because you really are building more than just a magazine it's a community for sure thank you same to you oh thanks (laughs) you're so sweet leslie bailey thank you so much for being our guest today on local matters and thank you for doing your part to create healthier stronger communities and more jobs in indiana thank you and thank you for listening to local matters made possible by indiana originals indiana.gifts and mcfarling foods It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about Why Local Matters at indianaoriginals.com and on our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Download the Indiana Originals app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. And check out indianaoriginals.com.